Welcome to Moon Harbor Heroes. Today's issue is Cataclysm Crew, issue 71, All That We See or Seem. On the cover, our heroes move through an Escher-esque landscape, seemingly close to one another, but actually so far apart. Hands reach out for one another, but the distance is enormous. We turn the page and our story begins. Our issue opens on Moon Harbor. It is in flames. Buildings are collapsing. There is smoke everywhere. And Clara, you are standing in the middle of the street. There is no one around. No one's running in fear. It's just empty fire wreckage. What do you do? Clara's going to look for if somebody is about to get hurt and try to rescue them, I guess. Awesome. That sounds like an assess the situation. That's a, that does. That's a seven. All right. Go ahead and choose one option from that list. I would like to uh, figure out who here is in the greatest danger. Perfect. You hear a rumbling of footsteps as something comes like lumbering towards you. You can't see what it is yet because there's so much smoke in the air. But looking ahead, you see the shape of a young woman running towards you. She looks panicked. You can't really see a ton about her right now, but she is running directly towards you. So I think uh, what Clara's going to do is she's going to try to grab that woman and just pull her into the nearest building out of the way of whatever is coming. Go ahead and roll to defend for me. Okie dokie. 14, baby. All right. So on a hit, you do it. You keep them safe. You can choose one from the list. Add a team to the pool, take influence over someone you protect, or clear a condition. I guess I'll... There is nobody else here to add team to the pool, so... And also, I don't have currently any conditions. So I'm gonna just take influence over this random lady. And now that... I think probably what happens is, like, we break through a window, and I kind of, like, get her into... I basically, like, pummel her into a building um, while, like, shielding her from getting hurt. But then I will take a moment to breathe and look at who she is. Awesome. This is not a person you recognize. This is a young woman, probably 18, 19-ish. Um, she's got like shoulder length black hair and bangs, uh, green eyes. She's wearing a brown leather jacket, a pair of jeans, and like a patterned uh, t-shirt. Uh, she's Korean. Um, and she looks panicked. And she gives you this look and she's like, uh, w- what's happening? Where am I? Clara just kind of like, uh, takes a few deep breaths, stands up, brushes some rubble off of herself, and goes, it's going to be okay. I'm going to go see what's going on. I don't know, but I'm sure that everything's going to be fine. Just find a find a solid doorway to stand in uh, so that you don't get hit by any falling rubble. I'll come back to check on you. She looks around and she's like, I thought that was a, a myth. Does that actually work? And does that work for monsters and not earthquakes? When the monster is causing the ground to shake, it can still cause rubble to fall. So. It's not a myth about earthquakes. It is better to be in a doorway so that fallen debris doesn't hit you. Uh, okay. Um, thank you. Uh, and she like starts looking around the building, which is mostly wrecked, but there's a couple of like doorways and she goes and stands in one. As you're leaving, she looks at you and she says, be safe. Clara kind of like gives like a smile, like everything is going to be okay. And then uh, jumps out whatever hole she made in the wall to get them in there. And when she lands in her like superhero pose outside of the building, the smile is gone. Like she, she doesn't know if that woman's going to be okay. Right. Like she just kind of was saying that stuff to make her feel better, but she doesn't know for sure if that woman's going to be okay. As you jump through that hole and land in that pose there, a door opens across the street from you and Amber comes out. 
Amber, it is the same kind of situation. You don't remember running through that door. You just appeared here and now Moon Harbor is on fire. And Clara is standing right in front of you. What do you do? Amber looks around wildly and then looks to Wild Thing and says, okay, wow, processing. City on fire. Am I right? Yeah, that's that's a new one. Cool, 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 cool. Everything's going to be fine. I punch you in the shoulder. Clara, go ahead and comfort and support. <laughs> I love that Clara gets to comfort and support with their fists. It seems on brand. That's a six. Is that including influence? That's a seven. <laughs> Happy to help. <laughs> All right. On the hit, they hear you. They mark potential, clear condition, or shift labels, and they open up to you. I also have a special move now where it's called friend. It's one of my bull moves. And I think, I mean, according to my list, Amber is my current rival. And so I get to also mark potential. Nice. Nice. The funny thing is that I've had this for like a really long time. But you know what? I've never succeeded on a comforter support. Oh, no. (laughs) That's really fair. That's character growth right there. Amber, like, punches you playfully back a bit of like a half-hearted grin while looking around says well hey we got we we got this i don't know what's happening but like we're competent we got this yeah come on you're a rebel rouser what could possibly go wrong and with that the lumbering footstep sounds get way closer you look up and see this form that's probably about two and a half stories three stories tall this is the height of several buildings coming through this smoke. The last panel we see before we switch away from you all is a face emerging from the smoke. And it is clearly recognizable as Clara. Damn it! It is monstrous. It is massive and bestial, but it is definitely Clara. And with that, we're going to switch over. We cut next to a bedroom. And this bedroom is not on fire. It is quiet. It's actually really tranquil. There are like birds chirping and the sky is blue. The sunlight is coming through the window. And we see Lucy waking up. Lucy, you've just gotten the best night of sleep in your life. And it is just a peaceful, peaceful morning. What do you usually do when you get ready in the morning? Well, she's a human being with a smartphone. So she probably checks her phone first thing in the morning. Uh, She probably has an alarm on her phone that goes off and she turns off the alarm and then she checks her phone and probably has a glass of water while she's waking up. One thing that's weird, when you look at your phone, none of the words are words. They're letters, but none of them spell words. It's just like a mess of letters. At that point, she's probably like, huh, that's strange. She probably just like locks her phone. It's like, whatever, I'll come back to that later. She is, is this bedroom? Is this like her bedroom in her apartment? This is her bedroom in her apartment. Yep. Okay. Then she, then she probably um, at that point is like, right, that's strange. And so she just gets up and like goes to the bathroom to try to like brush her teeth and wash her face and get her day started. Perfect. We get a close up on the toothpaste as you like go to like squeeze it. And all the letters on there are also jumbled and not real words. Strange. She probably at that point is taking notice of all of the letters being strange. And as she's brushing her teeth, she opens up the medicine cabinet to look at all the labels to see if it's a thing. It's a thing. All right. So she opens the medicine cabinet, sees that all of the words are still a jumble. So she probably finishes brushing her teeth, uh, rinses out her mouth, all that good stuff, and then walks out into the the um, main room to see if Veronica's there to see if she can talk to her and figure out what the heck is going on with like words. When you open the door 
to your like the main party for your apartment it looks like you know like in a movie when they're like there are signs of struggle there are signs of struggle all over that apartment your couch cushions are shredded and the couch has been like knocked over the table the glass like table that veronica just got is shattered the like door is hanging open and there's like fingernail like gouges like in the door frame I think at that point, then, she immediately runs to Veronica's room to see if she's there and she's okay. Veronica's room is empty. Signs of a struggle? Uh, no, but it looks like whatever the struggle was started in the living room. Okay, so is the, like, door to their apartment ajar? Yep. So Lucy probably, like, at that point, sticks her head out the door and is looking for, seeing if there's, like, a trail of, like, the sign of the struggle, if she can follow whatever just happened to see if she can find Veronica. There's definitely signs, like... It's way more obvious than I think it would be in the real world. But like comic book logic, there's like scratches in the carpet and like you can see like handprints on the wall. There's a very clear trail. She's going to follow that trail. Excellent. As you step outside the building, it's still a beautiful day out. Like it is lovely. And no one else seems to notice this like clear line of chaos. Like there are mailboxes that were grabbed and like pulled down. And like you can see like fingernails like slashing through the metal again this is very over dramatized for comics but no one else is noticing the streets are pretty busy but no one else seems to notice i think at that point lucy's probably like okay strange but it's still going to follow the trail as far as she can because it's like she's feeling like a sense of duty to figure out what happened to her roommate and make sure she's okay excellent as you were running down the street and like following this trail uh you pass by this little bistro and Ben and Max, you two are sitting there having just a generally pretty lovely breakfast. This cute little like cafe place. You both have like some sort of breakfasty food. And it's just this cute thing. You're both dressed up really nicely. Can you describe like what your like best like I'm on a date look would be? Oh God, I don't know. how. Not like, it doesn't have to be like a romantic date. This could also be like a friend date. Like what would you do if you were like hanging out, like chilling somewhere? Oh, I'm just trying to think of Max trying to look nice breaking my head give me a sec i i think the biggest difference in max is that like the t-shirt and jeans are actually like clean amazing and and i would like to point out that um squire is probably trying to steal food from ben because max knows her shenanigans perfect and squire has like a little bow tie around her neck she looks very dapper as well Ben, what are you wearing? I'm always in kind of a suit and tie, right? Like, um, definitely a, a like a pressed dress shirt, uh, like a t- like a skinny tie with a tie clip. Is it cold out? What do you think? Max is in a t-shirt, so probably not that cold. I would also say then, then like it's probably like a it's probably like a light longer coat as well. And I definitely because it's I, I'm in my civilian form. I definitely have my white cane like already like kind of like compartmentalized and folded on the table as well and i am a tea drinker not a coffee drinker perfect and we'll show a couple panels of the two of you as like lucy approaches in the distance and this waitress comes up to you uh she's probably like 18 or 19 she's got like shoulder length black hair bangs green eyes she's wearing a brown leather jacket jeans like a patterned t-shirt and she's uh korean and she comes over and pours another glass of tea for ben just checks in with Max. And like, I don't think we get any like dialogue there. She's just like, she's just there hanging out. And then Lucy comes like running past. Lucy, you see your two friends at this cute little coffee tea date as you're moving through the city. She probably like, when she recognizes them, she stops and walks over. She's out of breath. She's probably like, hey guys, have you, um, have you seen uh, Veronica? Um, I, she, she wasn't there. Our apartment was like 
totally wrecked. Did you guys see anything? You did not see anything. The first thing I would say is, is like, oh, hey, Lucy, but, you know, did you remember? And then, like, I kind of do, like, that, that, uh, um, that wave in front of my face since I'm in civilian form right now. <laughs> she said, did you see anything? Probably, like, right, uh, sorry, did you, like, hear anything? Max, did you see anything? Is, like, anything suspicious, s- like, picked up with any sort of sense? Max, like, turns and just, like, scans the street, like, no, it looks pretty lovely. What's wrong? T is the. Am I following the path of destruction when I run it run into them? Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. Is is it like across the street or something? No, it's literally right next to them. So yeah, Lucy probably like looks down and points. She's like, "You don't see like that, like uh, like the stuff that's torn up, the messed up concrete, the the scratch marks, nothing." Sorry, Ben. Talking to Max. Do we? Not in any capacity. Uh, Lucy, did you sleep okay? Yeah, why don't you, I mean, take a seat. Like, I can grab another cup of tea for you if you want. Yeah, I I guess you could join us. Guys, like, Veronica is, like, missing. Like, our apartment was completely torn up. I'm, like, I'm really concerned about her. I I can't, I gotta gotta follow this trail, I'm sorry. And I think Lucy probably leaves. Can I talk to Max for a sec? Go ahead, yeah, this is your scene. I kind of turn to Max and I'm like, dude, what the heck was that, right? I don't know. Maybe she's under a lot of stress at school. Yeah, but like, you should definitely follow, right? I mean, like, you're not seeing anything around us, right? And I think Max just takes another whole scan of the area, like looks at Squire. We probably get like Squire uh, shaking her head as she looks around. Like, no, there's there's nothing. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I I got a pretty bad feeling about this. Why don't why don't we take our why don't we take our breakfast to go? Let's just. I don't know, tailor? That feels weird. Can we tail her? Because she's our friend? I mean, it hasn't really stopped us before. It's actually how she met us, so I guess it's fine. Okay, would you mind leading the way? And he kind of puts his hand out, um, so like he could like lock, so he could like lock arms with you. And I think Max willfully misinterprets this and takes your hand. <laughs> also- before you before um you guys fully get up, I think after like you guys get up and get ready to leave, Lucy runs back, she picks up a menu, she points at it, she's like, Can you guys read this? Dude, Lucy. Sorry, Max. <laughs> <laughs> Max, the words are not words. You will notice that. Oh, n- no, it must be a misprint. Wait, didn't we order from this? Well, I mean, I was ordered from memory. Wait, what did we order? I think at that point, Lucy then turns to Max. She points across the street at a billboard. She's like, can you read that? You can't. I would love a shot that's like showing all of us from back uh, from the back. And Max is definitely still holding Ben's hand, looking up I'm like, no. Max, what does it even look like? It's just letters that aren't words. Max, how how did we get here? I, I don't remember. And I'm gonna look down at Squire. I also think at that point, Lucy turns, gives him a significant look, like, told you so, and then takes off running in the direction she was already going. I try to pull the blade out. You can pull the blade out. Can you remind us what it looks like? I have to take my jacket off, and then I replace my hand in Max's hand with the jacket. And I'm like, hey, could you hold this real quick? And so the way that the sword comes out is it comes out directly where my heart is, and it's the hilt. So then when I pull it out... All of my clothing burns off, and it's replaced with all of, like, the demon stuff and the demon armor that I wear. Wow, that's literally so hot. (laughs) 
that's why I have to give you my jacket, because then I take it off, or I take it back, and then I tie it around my waist, so I have something to wear after this. Uh, Max is trying not to stare too obviously. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so he has the blade, and does the blade start talking to him, or can I ask the question? Go ahead and ask the question. Where are we? When the blade speaks, all three of you hear it. Oh, no! And it says, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Um, I'm sorry, who the hell was that? That's the voice in my head all the time. Uh, we should probably talk about that later, though, and figure out where we are at this point. And let's go get Lucy back. Yeah. I think I also think that at the certain point when we hear the voice from beyond just speak into all of our heads, you probably like we have a panel of like around the corner of thought bubble from or like a speech bubble from Lucy saying, Oh good, that's nice and reassuring. I'm very glad I heard that spooky voice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna look at Max kind of like, wait, oh god, you heard that too. <laughs> and, and then then I'll just start booking it after Lucy. And I think we get a panel of Max just like shaking his head, coming out of his wild days and just running after them like scoop it up squire perfect as you two round the corner we turn the page and cut back to clara and amber facing off against what i'm lovingly calling mega clara great name is that me amber reaches out and like places a hand on your shoulder to give it a squeeze this is at looks like it but also you're here um i think so i'm here uh, Clara, totally full change of demeanor since she's seeing this giant herself. I think she's no longer, like, in that same, like, I got this mode that she was before. I think she goes, and in words she's probably never, ever said before to anybody, we should probably run. But we gotta stop giant you. Maybe we can, um, lure it away from the city. So it doesn't smash any more buildings. Yeah. If if anybody knows how to take her down, it's you. Like, you you got this. I don't know if that's true. Amber, can you go ahead and roll a comfort and support for me? <sighs> I mean, I can. Okay, that is a first, like, oh, ever. Please. I got a 10. I have never rolled. I have never rolled a 10 plus for comfort and support. Oh, my God. All right. On a hit, they hear you. They mark potential, clear condition, or shift labels if they open up to you. On 10+, plus, you can also add a team to the pool or clear condition yourself. Nice. I'm going to open up and say, I didn't even know that I could do that. And I'm just afraid of, I don't want anybody to get hurt. Why don't we save the why for later and just go punch stuff? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Go punch stuff. That's... That's what we do. That's what I'm good at. Okay, yeah. And then Clara just turns and runs towards the thing to give it a punch. I'm going to choose to add a team to the pool. I have a thing that says when my love or rival comforts or supports you, mark potential when they roll a hit. Does that mean I mark two potential? Yep. Nice. And with that, let's go ahead and enter battle against a dangerous foe as a team. Who is our leader right now? Is this just Amber and Clara? Yep. Okay. I think maybe Amber, since... Clara's kind of going through it right now. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that might be the case as well if we want to get any team probably cuz Clara's just like not I don't know, she's a little shook up by by that ex- the ex- by the mirror, by the mirror, she's a little shook up by the by the mega mirror. 
Fair. Okay. So that uh, does Amber have influence over Clara? Yes. Yep. Perfect. That's what are we at? Five now? Perfect. Amber, what is your purpose in this fight? Stop Mega Clara and make sure this Clara is okay. Clara, what is your purpose in this fight? Punch Mega Clara. I don't think those sound like the same purpose there. No. Yeah, I don't think they are. Because it's literally, like, Claire just doesn't know how to have a purpose in a fight against, like, she just, I think she needs to know more. Maybe she wants to learn more about Mega Clara, too. I don't. I just don't think it would align. Perfect. Do any, or does any team member mistrust the leader or the team? No. Um. No, I don't think so. Unless, like, M- Clara, like, not trusting herself counts. No, I think that's good. And then uh, I do think your team is probably ill-prepared or off-balance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so you all are at 14. Cool. All right, and Clara is running towards Mega Clara. Uh, Clara, do you want to go ahead and directly engage a threat for me? Yeah, I I think that makes sense. I'm just going to punch her. Perfect. She is very, very tall. Are you, like, jumping towards the chest? You going for the head? Where are you punching her? Um, I'm just going to try to jump up. I think what I try to do is, like, punch her by the head and then grab some like the side of her ear or something like that and pull myself up perfect go ahead and roll directly engage a threat for me that's a nine what you said you were going to punch where uh on the face arm extended poof i think maybe amber amber starts like playing with some shadow portals like trying to like move things like in the air between portals as a distraction like look at this awesome yeah mega clara definitely notices and is distracted by like the movement so, Clara, are you going to land a punch? Tell me what that looks like on the page. The giant Clara is, like, looking around distracted. And then a large fist, not quite as big as her fists would be, but, like, larger than, like, an average fist size, just, like, whips kind of out of nowhere and punches her in the face and then grabs the side of, like, her earlobe. And then as if Clara was, like, propelling up on a rope, she just, like, pulls herself up and uh, is on her shoulder. Perfect. Uh, so you get to choose two options from that list. What are you choosing? I think I'm going to choose impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition. And there's nothing to take from her. Maybe like ca- take her balance. That would work really well with what I'm uh, with what I'm planning. Okay. I'll take her balance. Perfect. As you hit her in the face and then like get up on her shoulder, you get a moment where her head like snaps back. And like when you hit her in the cheek, it doesn't do the thing where your like head like turns. It does a thing as if like her head is attached via like elastic where her head like shoots away from her neck and then turns back. Like her neck like stretches away from you. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's really horrifying. And she turns and looks at you on her shoulder. As she looks into your eyes, I want you to mark a condition for me. Oh, okay. I will mark insecure. I was gonna say either insecure or afraid feel like the right choice there. And those are definitely your eyes. Everything about this Clara is monstrous and horrifying, but those are your eyes. Amber, you said you were going to do something. She does like get like knocked off balance a little bit. It does a thing that like some birds do where like her head doesn't like wobble as her body moves, but her body is definitely like starting to fall. Rebel Rouser, what were you going to do? I was going to try to like jump at her to knock her over into her shadow because Wild Thing was a saying, Lur mega clara out of town but i could just shadow portal her if she falls into her shadow that sounds like a directly engage a threat as well okay that's an 11 all right on a 10 plus choose two i want to take something from them i think they're 
location and create an opportunity for my allies. Perfect. Where do you want the shadow portal to end up? Where are you trying to drop her? I think like I want it to be like the Mega Clara falls and then kind of ends up like appears at the place she's going to like standing upright, but continuing to fall. I was thinking on, you know, that like saber outpost we infiltrated, just like crash it. Perfect. That is great. What happens on the page? We see Amber, were you tackling her to knock her into this portal? How are you doing that? Yeah, I think tackling her since like wild thing is on her shoulders. So She's also probably going to go through, yeah. Yeah, since her balance, I already disrupted her balance. She's already kind of falling. Yeah, might as well, like, take both of us there with her to make sure, okay, she's knocked out and not going to hurt anybody else. Perfect. She falls as you tackle her, and her head, like, snaps back to look at you as she hits her shadow portal, and all three of you fall through it. Normally with your shadow portals, is there like a step in between? Like, do you just like step from one shadow to the other? Or do you like step into like a shadow plane and then come out on the other side? I think there's kind of like a brief like second of darkness before going out on the other side. Awesome. As you all are falling, Amber, you see, no one else does, but you see your bedroom for the briefest moment as you like fall through this portal. You're in your bedroom in C4 for half a second before you all crash land in that Saber facility while infiltrated. Amber, can you go ahead and take a powerful blow for me? Sure. That's a six. All right. Uh, tell me how you weather that blow. As Mega Clara is falling, Amber like waits until Mega Clara is like, I guess I'm trying to think of like degrees, maybe like like 30 degrees off the ground and like jumps out of one of those like towers. Like, oh, here's something tall I can jump onto versus waiting until we get all the way to the ground. Perfect. Crashes on like the like hangar where all the uh, trucks and such were. So we see like her crash and like take down a, like a helicopter and some uh, like trucks. Clara, you're gonna have a second to react to that and to use your opportunity there. But um, before we do that, the wildebeest, who we've seen before in the comics, who you met at this facility, they are standing probably about ten feet tall, um, not nearly as tall as Mega Clara, but also like very tall. And they're not looking at Mega Clara with anger; they are looking at you with just fury in their eyes. And then we're going to turn the page. Lucy, you weren't near your college earlier. You were like running and following the trail through Moon Harbor. But as you and Ben and Max turn the corner, you're suddenly in the middle of the quad. And the trail is leading right to your internship at that uh, museum. All right. Spooky. She probably is just going to continue following the trail. I imagine that um, she's so focused on following the Trail of Destruction that she it only sort of registers to her that she's on campus now. Ben and Max, y'all following? Yeah, looking around and bewildered, but not really saying anything. I'm still very suspicious as to how we got here. I also want to make this clear that like Lucy is like still like wearing her pajamas and it's just like slipped on a pair of sneakers. She is not like dressed to be doing any of this. As you walk into the museum, which as we know is a museum of superheroics and is like a monument to all the superheroes of Moon Harbor. All of the like exhibits inside are all about Cataclysm Crew's previous experiences. It's like stuff that you were there for, Lucy, and also stuff you like read about. So like there's a big like wrecked movie theater on one side and then there's a like statue of like the team climbing the glacier monster. 
and there's like you all back in time like things that people wouldn't know about and the trail goes cold the second you step into this building she probably looks around i imagine we probably like in order to see all those exhibits i met i'm wondering if we have like a page of her like doing a 360 like turning and scanning for more clues and by the time she like turns around fully to face her friend she's like it's gone the trail's just gone i don't know where it went and as you say that, you hear a voice from up on a balcony. There's not a balcony in the museum normally. It's just like levels, but this one has a balcony. Uh, and you hear a voice say, it's right up here. And the voice sounds really familiar, but you don't see the body for whom it belongs to yet. I mean, I probably look up to try to see if I can see who is saying that. But are they like shrouded in darkness or something? Uh, they're just like too far back on the balcony for you to see. Like, like the lip of the balcony covers up where their face would be. Can I like, when she tries to run off, can I like try to like grab her real quick? Sure. Uh, as she's like trying to run up the, to there, like I try to like grab her by the arm, and then I say, "Hey, see, wait. You're still in your pajamas. You're not in costume right now. Out of all of us, you are one of the. You're the most careful about this right now. Do you think maybe I should go up there first? Maybe take care of this. Like, wh- what's in your head right now? T, can I have a moment of dream logic here? Yep. I feel like at that moment, she probably looks down and she's not in her pajamas anymore, but she's in her costume. Perfect. Does that, does that register with me? <laughs> Lucy definitely doesn't register that that is out of the ordinary, but for Ben and Max, it definitely does. And I think Max has been in the background of this, like looking at all these exhibits and turns when Lucy is in costume. Yeah, I think Ben's right. Something isn't right here. Look. Let's just take a second and game plan here right now, all right? We're running from one place to the other. Lucy, think really hard, okay? Is your school this close to your home? Could you have just ran there? Don't you usually, I don't know, take the bus or the subway or something like that? I mean, I, I don't know. I do have, like, I have advanced, like, speed and, and my reflexes, so it could have taken me not too long to get here. And as as she's saying that, she's probably like having this moment of sort of trying to like comprehend what Ben is saying to her. He's sort of like, yeah, you're right. I probably shouldn't have, like I also, she's like justifying like, but I also like have these powers. So like it could have taken me not that long. And sure, I'm in my costume now. And I feel like I've, when did I change into my costume? But I'm in my costume now, so it's fine. I'm fast, but I'm not that fast. And Max, sorry, you're not that fast either, man. Yeah, I'm just not that fast. And he kept up with us. Lucy, can you roll and assess the situation for me? Maybe some kind of, like, reality-shaping villain? God, I wish Amber was here. She'd know what's going on. That is 10. All right, on a 10+, you ask two questions. What here is in the greatest danger? As you're starting to piece together the, like, weirdness that's going on, there is a scream and you've heard that scream before uh, when Veronica was live streaming when she got like attacked by plain Jane. And you know that Veronica is up on that balcony. She is definitely in the greatest danger. And how can we best end this quickly? Everything in your body is telling you that you have to go up to that platform. Whatever will solve this is up on that platform. So I think at that point, like Lucy probably turns to her friends and says like, you heard the scream, right? Veronica's up there. I have to do something. I have to go save her. And Lucy probably shakes off the arm and like flies directly up to go and see if she can see what's going on in that balcony. Awesome. Uh, Ben and Max, what are you doing? I kind of just look at Max and I'm like, do you want the stairs or do you want to jump with me? Max has been like flipping through his phone, trying to figure out 
how the hell to read this to call Amber. Puts his phone in his pocket, looks looks up and goes, I'll take a jump. I try to I'm going to use the doom track and I'm going to port me and Max into that into that balcony before Lucy can get there. Perfect. You two appear just as Lucy like crests the balcony and you two see the geography of this place doesn't make any sense because though you're on a balcony above a museum and like you look at the entire floor from where you were, there's now a gaping hole and it doesn't lead to the museum floor. It leads just down into like the nether. It is just a gaping hole to nowhere. And sitting on a glass platform in the middle of it, tied to a chair, is Veronica. And standing on the other side of it, looking at the three of you, is Calvin. Calvin, as we all know, is Lucy's quasi-boyfriend character. Best friend slash co-worker slash they kissed a little bit right before the saber takedown. But this doesn't look like the Calvin that we know. His grin is horrifying. It is like ear to ear. His eyes are terrifying. His hair is like wild and his clothes are all disheveled. And he's like, hi, flyby. Hi, everyone. And with that, we're going to cut back on over to Clara and Rebel Rouser. Okay, so we just crashed through the saber facility on Mega Clara and the will to will to big is there yep and the will to big is glaring at you and it starts to charge i i bet you you know it looks like they're gonna be doing like a two-on-two here but then uh claire's gonna uh just uh put a hand up to like say like don't don't fight them and then go over to the head of mega clara oh god she's so bad at this she just wants to say something nice and comforting because she saw the fear in Mega Clara's eyes. She goes, what did I say to that lady earlier? Uh, everything's going to be okay. Awesome. First, I want you to provoke the wildebeest to stop attacking you. Because if you don't do something to stop it, it will ram you. So go ahead and roll to provoke for me. Uh, I think it's like a two hands up, like one towards Amber, like don't, don't fight, don't fight them. And then one toward the wildebeest, like don't, don't fight us. Perfect. Go ahead and roll to provoke. Amber's still up on that guard tower, so she's a bit ways away. Uh, that's an eight. All right. I think the wildebeest just stops. And it's still like snorting and the steam coming out of its nostrils, but it's not attacking you anymore. And then you look Mega Clara in the eyes and say that. Go ahead and roll comfort and support now for me. No. Okay, real quick. I'm gonna, uh, God, this is stupid. I'm gonna make Mega Clara my love for a second. Fair. So that way I can add uh, one. So to that means. She does get influence over you, and she already had influence over you by the nature of the fact that she is you. Oh. Uh, so she's going to shift your labels. Oh, okay. She's going to shift your mundane up and your danger down. I think she thinks that you're like about to attack her, and she's like, well, you're not dangerous. You can't hurt me. If you note, that will be helpful for uh, rolling comfort and support there. I also think that maybe in the panel, it looks like Clara's going to attack her too. Like she's got that she's like growing slowly in size as she walks over to the head of Mega Clara and maybe like she walks across her chest and then just kind of kneels down next to her ear and says that and then I'll roll and see how it goes. That's an eight. All right. Are you like standing on her chest to do this because she's like laying on her back? Are you standing next to her? I think I was. I think maybe when we crashed through the portal, I was on her chest because I had just like in the commotion, I had jumped on the top of her so that 
her body would break the fall. Um, and then I, I slid off her shoulder and went, just walked over to her ear and knelt down by it and whispered that. Awesome. She begins to shrink and not shrink down to like your size, but she shrinks down and you see yourself as like a little girl back from the days of like constant hospitalizations and all of that. And she like shrinks down and is actually wearing a hospital gown. And she looks up at you and just starts to cry. Clara like looks like she's going to give the girl a hug for a second, but then just like can't. So she just stands there frozen, doesn't have, can't like, like she wants to, but she just can't. Can I jump in here? Go ahead. I think we see Rebel Rouser pop up from uh, Clara's shadow and just kind of goes in to give her a hug. Which Clara? Baby Clara? Our Clara. Oh, okay. (laughs) Amber, as you hug Clara, the two of you feel this warmth radiating out from you. And it is comforting and supporting. And when you open your eyes out of this hug, there's light. And we get a panel of like the two of you with a little bit of light. And then the next panel is just this white panel as the light overtakes everything. And with that, we're going to cut back over to the other group. And Calvin is grinning at all of you horrifyingly and he's pacing back and forth on the other side of this gaping hole and he's like well 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 flyby welcome nice to see you glad you could finally make it to save your friends calvin what's going on he looks at you and he's like oh i'm not calvin anymore lucy i'm not anyone and he like reaches down he's wearing like a button-down shirt and he like rips it open and there's just a gaping hole in the middle of his chest. And he looks at you and he's like, you couldn't save me. You couldn't save any of your friends. And now, unfortunately, that means that Veronica has to go. I think at this point, like Lucy is just look, look, looking back and forth between not Calvin with the hole in his chest and Veronica and the hole in the floor. And, he, and you, we sort of see like a panel of her looking at this, and at a certain point, we just start to see, like, tears just start streaming down her face. Because she's, like, so sad and confused, and just has absolutely no idea what's going on. As you start to cry, Calvin transforms, and Calvin is suddenly your dad. And your dad's like, Lulu, don't cry. It's okay. We just have to kill your best friend now. Don't worry, it's gonna be fine. Max and I see this, right? Max and I see that the that that person has transformed. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Can I ask the void um, who it wants me to kill in this room right now? Yeah. So you ask that. You typically communicate uh, with the blade like through your head, right? Like it's all thought process. Yeah. It was established that everybody can hear the blade, right? Yeah, but they don't hear your thoughts. Okay. Got it. You okay. Into the blade, and the blade responded as like. There's no one in this room. And, and like, that's that's everybody? Like, everybody could hear that, right? Yep. Flyby, look at me. I don't know who this older gentleman is, but that was definitely Calvin before this. The Blade is telling me there is nobody in this room. The Blade can't even pick up you and Max. Hey, T. Yeah? Have I been able, or, like, have any of us been able to, like, perceive anything via touch during this entire time? I fucking better have been. I was holding Ben's hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, other other than like our like the three of us, have we been able to like touch or like perceive anything in the outside? Like obviously like, we're standing on a floor right now, but like how 
real like is this actually a floor or do we just think it's a floor you were able to feel things you were able to feel your phone on your toothbrush how real it is that's a question you don't know the answer to yeah there's no way any of this is real flyby you know your museum couldn't get this funding look at this exhibit i'm like pointing down to this deep abyss hole i swear I swear, if sure. this is the, if if that is the reason why she get, that, that she wakes up because you pointed out funding, I'm gonna be so mad. Yeah, out of character on behalf of their budget. Ouch. Um, <laughs> I think like Lucy is definitely hearing what her friends have to say, and she's like understanding that what's happening isn't as real as it feels, but it still feels like so real and so scary. And she out of character question. We know that Calvin had, like, the crazed look on his face. Is that constant now on her father's face? No, he looks very sympathetic. Spooky. Okay. Um, I think at this point she probably, like, wipes the tears off her face and just tries to look at what's going on. Like, really look at what's going on in front of her. Go ahead and roll to unleash your powers. I was afraid you might say that. That's a two. I'm so sorry. Uh, As you are looking... Your father is no longer there, and this time Dr. Develine is standing there. And she looks at you and she says, can't pass a final, can't save your friends. What good are you for, Miss Ray? And then she walks forward, and she's got these, like, cool boots on, and she stomps on the glass platform, and it shatters. And Veronica starts to fall. Lucy tries to get a hold of herself, and... Very similar to what happened during the Saber takedown, she tries to fly towards Veronica and capture as she falls. Go ahead and roll to defend for me. That's a 12. All right. Tell me what happens as you save Veronica. Is she still like tied to the, was she tied to the chair when she just tied up and also in a chair? She was tied to the chair. Okay. So I think that Lucy probably then like swoops and flies and like bridal style catches her but like also with the chair so like one hand is like under the seat of the chair and one is on like the back of the chair and tries to pick her up as they like are is there an actual floor we're like plummeting towards or is it just the void just the void just darkness cool so i think she's probably like like flies forward to try to grab her and like holds on to her and is doing her best to like hover in midair as best she can perfect you all hover and or you hover there with Veronica, Max and Ben, you see the person on the other side transform. The person transforms into Glacier. Not the Glacier Beast, just like Glacier the person. And she walks up to the edge and she looks down and she says, Well, Lucy Ray, that's some impressive powers you've gotten there now. And I think Max looks uh, at Ben goes, You know, I- I'm pretty sure this isn't real, but I don't think that means it can't hurt us. Shall we? That's a good point. Um, hey, Max, can I surprise you with something real quick? Of course, anytime. Squire, position one. And what I want it to look like is that Squire jumps up on my shoulder and I make, since the blade can transform, I make it into a little knife and I put it in Squire's mouth. Oh my God. And then I send Squire out and then I fight with my bare hands. That is incredible. Max is grinning ear to ear as they run into this fight. It sounds like the Blade of Sorrows is directly engaging a threat. Is that what I'm understanding? 100% yes, I'm definitely engaging the threat. At the seven, you start fighting with Glacier. And this isn't a hard fight. You fought Glacier before, and it feels like whatever you're fighting is pulling their punches. So 
uh, with between you and Max, tell me what it, what it looks like as you take down this glacier. I think uh, um, like what it looks like in the panel is Squire jumps, and then like you you don't see where Squire goes, and then um, so then I come in, and it's like kind of like a three panel shot where Ben isn't expecting to hit him on the first few hits, but in the panel you see him literally hit him with uh, hit, hit the hit glacier with his first hit, which kind of surprises him also. Um, just because, like, let's say, like, the nature of a jab, right? The nature of a jab is it's not supposed to be, like, a like a knockout shot. It's supposed to control the fight, right? I, I think it, I want it to look like where it looks... He hits Glacier with a jab, and she just, like, goes down out of nowhere. So as Glacier's body collapses, she turns into that bright light, and it washes over everything. This light is cold, unlike the light from earlier. This feels like the light, like, reflecting off fallen snow and it overtakes everything, and we get an entirely white panel. Moon Harbor Heroes is produced by Icy Sheets, T. Huth, and Elliot Peterson, and edited by Icy Sheets and Sean Geddes. Icy can be found on Twitter at IcyNewYear or at IcyNewYear.com. T can be found on Twitter or Instagram at TPHuth94. That's T-P-H-U-T-H-9-4. Elliot can be found at Elliot Yelen on Twitter. That's E-L-L-I-O-T-Y-L-E-N. Sean can be found at The Crumpet on Twitter. That's T-H-E- C-R-U-M-P-I-T. This issue is GM'd by T. Huth. The Blade of Sorrows is played by Jason Patrick Gallett. Jason Patrick Gallett, widely known in pop culture circles as JPG, is a pop culture critic and geek educator. His public speaking work with private businesses and outlets like Comic-Con International aims to enhance how people interact with media on an educational and inclusive level. You can find his voice on the podcasts like In Quest of Geek, providing your next pop culture journey, and Nerds on a Roll, an actual play tabletop RPG bringing stories that matter to the table. You can find those at Inquest of Geek and at N-O-A-R underscore podcast, respectively. JPG can be found at J-P-G. That's J-A-E-P-E-A-G-E-E on Twitter. Flyby is played by Jane Berry. You can find her at Jane minus Tarzan on Twitter. Rascal King was played by Icy Sheets. Rebel Rouser is played by Elliot Peterson. The Wild Thing is played by Rose Hahn. Rose is an actor, content creator, and mental health advocate. Her podcast, What Was I Saying? Living with ADHD, can be found on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play Music, or on Twitter at what underscore was I saying. She can be found on Twitter or Instagram at SmileyRosie. S-M-I-L-E-Y-R-O-S-E-Y-Y-Y-Y. The music in this issue is Mistake the Getaway by Kevin MacLeod. A link to his website and the license will be in the show notes. Moon Harbor Heroes is played using Masks A New Generation, written by Brendan Conway and produced by Magpie Games. Our logo was designed by Beautiful Beasties. She can be found on Instagram at beastly.doodles or on Patreon at patreon.com slash beautifulbeasties. If you want to get a hold of us, email us at moonharborheroes at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at moonharborcast. 
If you enjoyed this issue, please leave us a review on your podcatcher of choice or tell a friend. Five-star reviews and word of mouth are really the best way for us to keep bringing these stories to more people. And thank you so much for helping us save the world. We'll see you next issue.